When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Vivero Pharmaceutical Company has quite the story. Two phone calls in particular, and Paul Edelot is here to tell us all about it. Paul, Sid Rosenberg in New York City. Good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. How are you? I'm uh, doing great. Thank you for hopping on this morning. So I appreciate it. You know, yeah, you're doing a great job over there, you know, running the show solo. And I know it's tough that, you know, you lose a partner. As I kind of experienced the same, lost my best friend and brother back to ca- uh, cancer uh, many years ago. Oh, but it will kind of spin into why I'm here and, you know, the story that you're going to hear about what we got going on. So thank you for having me on. Where are you? Are you in? Thank you very much. Are you in New York City? No, I wish I was. Uh, it's a little cold over there for me, but I'm in Newport Beach, California, actually. Oh, much nicer place. <laughs> a much nicer place. A little, chill- <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah. chilly over here, too. But <laughs> yeah, chilly, but a much nicer place. Uh, okay, so the story is, is fascinating. I've read it, but I'd rather you deliver it to my listening audience yeah. because there is a lot of COVID talk going on. You talk specifically about two phone calls. Your whole story revolves around two phone calls, as you put it. One we never believed and one we never needed to answer. Take it away, Paul. Yes, sir. Well, so, you know, I spent many years in uh, the um, pharmaceutical industry, but not necessarily, you know, developing innovative drugs, more on the delivery platforms and how to get those medications to patients. So it was always about the patients coming first. So uh, during the pandemic, you know, we um, obviously 90% of everything shut down, uh, the world shut down. So we're very fortunate that we were able to pivot and I have an amazing team of scientists and doctors on staff that we were able to pivot and get into, you know, then February and March of 2020 into testing. And we start with the first antibody test. We actually started importing it from Germany. And, um, you know, with, with the amazing staff and contacts relationships we had, we were able to, you know, monetize that pretty quickly. And when you speak of, uh, you know, uh, Cuomo, I mean, you know, we were in touch with every governor's office and in the U.S. pretty much because of the fact that we're the first ones to bring this particular test to market. And what happened during that time was that uh, our chief medical officer, Dr. Stephen McColkin, made a guest appearance on Fox's uh, Tucker Carlson. And, um, you know, we were invited there to speak about testing because nobody really knew what's going on, right? The world was under attack by this invisible virus, and everyone was fearful of their life. They're staying home, quarantining. Meanwhile, Vivera and its, you know, 30-year-old employees were all out there battling the fire. You know, we're out there working every day. And so after that appearance, um, we had a lot of phone calls, a lot of support, and some hatred, too, because the world was, you know, our country was split down the middle. Right, but let me stop you for a second. Uh, the appearance with sure. Tucker Carlson, with your chief medical officer, it was basically, hey, there's a need for testing. Folks are nervous. They don't know how to figure this thing out. We're out there testing. Was that basically the content of the Tucker Carlson interview? Was that it? Exactly. It was not to be politicized or get into politics. You know, it was more about the fact that, you know, testing is a big, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a veteran. He's a surgeon, over 15,000 surgeries in his lifetime. Uh, You know, he's a great speaker, obviously very credible. Um, So he was saying that, you know, testing is a, is a vital 
um, you know, a vital thing that needed that to basically find out whether the, we have the virus or who has the virus, and more about you know controlling the the spread. So after that show, you know, we got a lot of phone calls. Um, a lot of people want to invest in the company, and a lot of people want to distribute our tests. But there was one particular call that came in that we thought it was a prank call, um, and that was from the White House, from Dr. Navarro's office. And um, so he did selected our company over what over 300 companies have filed for these emergency use authorizations on these tests to bring our tests to market. But more importantly, Dr. Navarro, you know, he's an, he was an economist, right? So he taught economy actually UC Irvine uh, up to 2016, and then he joined the administration. His whole mindset was not about politics, it was more about bringing manufacturing back to the U.S. And in those 30 years of my career, I spent half those years in manufacturing products and exporting them, you know, and making good old American-made products. I'm a patriot, man. I grew up here. I'm an American. Uh, you know, my parents were immigrants when they came here from Iran. But I grew up here, and, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in, um, in being an entrepreneur. Last time I received, I mean, I always joke about it, but last time I signed up, a check, the back of the check was around 17. So <laughs> I've seen a lot. I have my own opinions about what's going on, you know, but I really appreciated Dr. Navarro's vision. And that's why we hit it off. We're on one on one basis, you know, he'd call me and I'd call him. And he really wanted to bring manufacturing back to US. That was his objective. And um, unfortunately, I said prior to the phone call, Vibera was under the radar. No one really knew about Vibera, right? But when the White House made that call and selected us, for some reason, we got on the radar of the wrong side of the, pe- the camp, you know, and mm-hmm. got attacked. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I got websites going up on me. My family's being attacked. Um, we got death threats. I mean, we got, you know, my employees were getting packages sent to them that I'm a bad guy, that they should quit. I mean, it's just most devastating thing you'll ever see in your life that when the world is shut down, you know, everyone's fearful of their lives. They don't know what's going on. Now, here's a company like Vivera. I call it like the fire truck. We pulled up to the fire where everybody's running away from it, and we ran into the fire to help. And we did the patriotic thing, and we did the all-American dream thing, which was answer that call in the highest branch of the government, the White House. And we cooperated, right? But unfortunately— Well, you know, before you go go further with the White House and what they did to you, you do realize, of course, that people in this country are so disgusted. And I got to say, Paul, you're a super guy. I love you. Uh, sports background, and, and clearly uh, a very successful immigrant story. Your parents, God bless them. Uh, people in this country do not like the pharmaceutical business. They don't like pharmaceutical reps. They don't like the companies because the truth is they are gouging Americans and causing a ton of our major issues every day. So you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from American people when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry. I think you know that. No. Hundred uh, percent, and that's why we, when I started the conversation, I told you we're not into really in the pharmaceutical business. We're more about we know there's medications out there and they need to be delivered in certain ways, right? And that's what we do. We deliver the medication, so we don't get involved in the the science of you know actually creating these drugs and and as you call it gouging. Uh, my last, the last thing I've ever done after you know producing over 300 products in my lifetime and dozens of brands that I developed and manufactured products and put in the market never been known to gouge, right? So I understand pharmaceutical has a kind of a bad reputation, but at that point when, when um, you know, the pandemic was happening, right, we were not doing anything but doing our job, which was, you know, answering the call when the, when the White House called. Now, listen, I'm not against anything about uh, the White House and what they asked us to do. It's what happened after. Well, who was in the White House then? Was that, was that Trump or Biden? 
No, this was we're talking about Trump time. Okay. This is uh Dr. Dr. Navarro, right? Yeah, so right. yeah, this is in two thousand twenty, um, sometime about I think it was about uh April that we got that phone call. But I'm look, I'm not a politician. Okay. I grew up here, like I don't I never got involved in politics because I mean politi- politicians are scientists. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I, <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. I'm all about building uh, brands. I'm all about, you know, making the life of the consumer easier. And now I'm working on the patients. You know, before I was in the business of preventing people from getting sick. Now I'm in the business of saving their lives, right? So with that said, what I don't, I'm not here to discuss about what the great opportunity the White House brought to us because it was amazing, right? And that was the American dream. That was the window of opportunity that every entrepreneur gets. And they're trained that whether they can seek that and jump through that window or not. Well, we jumped through it. It wasn't about that. It was the fact that the disgusting part of it, right, is the fact that the, what the USA Today did to me and my company, right? They put us on the front page of that disgusting paper, and they published it worldwide and said that, you know, that we're a bad company. I'm a bad person because I wear a Rolex watch, and I live in Newport Beach, and I drive a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I mean, that had nothing to do with our testing, right? And by the way, so, you know, it's public information. There is a, ma- a massive case against them. We sued them for over $500 million of damages. And I'll tell you what, they, they, got us, they made us lose that contract with the White House. You know, a no good wow. contract, by the way, right? So, basically, was it was their motivation basically because you were in bed with Trump? They hate Trump, obviously. So, you know, course. you're trying to help Trump. You're really trying to help the American people, but you're working with Trump. So now you're the enemy. That was their motivation, yes. Of course. And let me tell you something, okay? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Trump, okay? I'm a big fan of entrepreneurship. He was about bringing, you know, been doing the same things that I've been thinking about the past 30 years, about how do we get manufacturing back to the U.S. Let me tell you why I survived manufacturing in the U.S. and a lot of people did it. It's because when you travel the world, right? And I did that for 17 years, and I built a very good international business. When you put three bottles of a multivitamin product in front of you, one made in China, one made in India, and the other one made in good old U.S. with a U.S. flag, I guarantee you 99 times out of 100, you're going to take that U.S. flag. That's why, our, that's why my company survived here, being an American company. Otherwise, everything would be outsourced to China just like everything else is, electronics and everything else we got going on. So this is what I'm saying. I respected Dr. Navarro and what he was trying to do for the administration was that he was trying to bring manufacturing back to the U.S., Right. And unfortunately, right, we got attacked. And so and yeah, USA Today hated Navarro. They hated the administration. Right. But the dis- more disgusting thing that happened is the article was written in a way to start investigations onto my company from the three letter agencies, which one stuck. And we have, you know, again, we're going through litigation. There's a lot of things I can and cannot discuss, but I, I wish I could share the editor in chief's uh, deposition transcript with you and see how disgusting this paper is and what they did, what they do behind the scenes and how they can just with a click of a button destroy an American company. Right. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, you've got social media companies that uh, don't put stuff out there to protect their own, whether it's a Joe and Hunter Biden. And then you got others like that newspaper that goes out of their way to destroy good Americans like you because they take a story that's not political, make it political because Donald Trump is quote unquote involved and, that's where we are as a country, so I know that uh, you love it here. You've had great success, and your parents have immigrated from Iran. But unfortunately, this is not the U.S. that it was when you were a kid. I can tell you that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, and I have these conversations, too. You know, uh, says that, 
when I came here, you know, in 1978, right? I remember throughout the 80s. Oh, wow. You came You came house. in 78. You came right during the whole Jimmy Carter, Iran hostage time, basically. Oh, my God. I could tell you stories. Yeah, 78 when, you know, when my parents, but first, first of all, I didn't come here by choice, okay? So this was yeah. the hard part when I was seven years old, right? And I'm going to, I'm in school, right? And every day some, you know, somebody's waiting to kick my butt because they say, oh, you're Iranian. You took our people hostage. Yes. So I have to learn early on. And this is why I got into sports is because I have to learn to defend myself. You know, and, and I'm not one to want to pick fights, but if you want to pick a fight, I have no problem. I mean, I've, <laughs> I, I've, you know, I'm serious. I mean, this is my livelihood, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'm doing this for a reason. And more, more importantly, one of the things I want to tell you is that we developed a device to stop addiction, literally stop it in its path. Okay. It's a very high tech device called Zyko. Um, you know, and that's what I'm here, you know, doing now is my second term in entrepreneurship, right? I could have retired after my first term. You know, as a matter of fact, it's Mr. Olympia this weekend. You know, my, my boys, all the guys I grew up with, that the, the, you know, the bodybuilders, Sean Rays, the guy that actually sure. admired, Samir Banu. You know, the reason I got into the field of uh, sports nutrition and bodybuilding. But, um, you know, I bring, that's the thing is I bring that discipline into business. And it's been done me very well because as athletes, we don't process losing very well, right. quitting, right. you know, and we don't give up. So this whole thing that happened, I mean, I, I know you work out. It's like a bad, le- it's a bad leg day every day. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what it feels like these days. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Oh, uh, no, no. Then leg days are rough. I, I tend to uh, skip them, Paul, as much as I can. Yeah. Well, listen, do me yeah, a well. favor and uh, keep in <laughs> touch with me and let me know how this thing turns out. We wish you the best of luck. I'm sorry thank the you, USA sir. Today did that to you, but thank you for uh, all you do for the American people. You sound like a great American patriot and your mom and dad. And good luck with this and keep in touch. Okay, Paul? You got it, sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's great to be on your show. That's great to have you. Uh, Thank you, Paul. God bless you. Paul Edelot right there. And young kid who's um, done well for himself, trying to help out the American people, gets a call from the White House, and the next thing you know, the forces are out there trying to destroy him. Relatively predictable, but still upsetting nevertheless.